0: Hello and good evening. As always, I'm your anchor, Chet Tellum. Tonight we take you again to the front lines of the Spider-Geddon, a war that continues to rage on. On the scene again is our faithful and dutiful reporter, codenamed The Untold Spider. Spider, on to you. Oh, it's bad. S-Spider, spider, Spider, is, is, is everything okay? There, there's something wrong with your video. Are, are you alright?
1: Oh, it's, it's a gruesome sight. Ask me tomorrow, for you shall find me a grave man.
0: You're you're injured. Was was there a fight?
1: I've been dispatched by a villain most foul. Uh, uh, uh
0: we're, we're we're sending medical help to your location right now. Tell tell us though, how how did this happen? Who who do, who did this to you? Our
1: forces had gathered. Mm.
0: Y- yes, yes. There was
1: an argument.
0: Dear, dear Lord, don't tell me this came from within your ranks.
1: It seemed like it was going to take a while, so I went up for some air. Y- y-
0: you left the scene again
1: across the highway i saw a neon siren song in the window of a gas station my temptress my betrayer flashed its tawdry lights sushi it said underneath fresh it lied my friend that sushi wasn't fresh and now i shall pay the ultimate price <laughs>
0: Can someone pull this guy's credentials? I mean, who who hired him? Who hired this guy? You're fired. You're My fired. My tale
1: of woe does not end here, though. I feel as if I may not survive this intestinal torment. The octopus has betrayed me once more, and
0: oh god, it gets worse
1: yes it does damn my humorous damn you fortuna strapped to your wheel I crashed down to earth for this gas station sushi yes was a two for one special on the Osborne roll (sighs)
0: All right. Well, thank you for sitting through one, once again another one of our skits. We promise we won't do that to you guys ever again.
1: <laughs> I mean, Dan and Mark keep doing it. I don't see why we can't. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I'm your host Kane Winstead,
1: and I'm Dan Mark.
0: You, you're Matthew Darius, and you also neglected to greet the internet with your intro. This this is your signature, man. You really, Hello, really dropping the ball. Inter-
1: we had the whole skit. I can't just say <laughs> hi now.
0: All right, and thanks again for tuning in to the. Special Untold Talks of Spider-Man, where we're where we're going to be covering not one but two issues of Spider-Geddon because we didn't want to drag this out any longer than we had to.
1: Yeah, issue four was very much a. Uh, we'll see what happens at issue five, not just in uh, our perspective, but in the content itself.
0: Yeah, it's it's why we decided to combine four and five. Was Matt and I both read it, and you know, like we're wont to do, and uh, then both agree that the whole conversation hinges on how the events in four will play out in five and it wasn't going to be like a fun conversation it it was just be like well this happened uh it wasn't really set up so we'll figure out what this means in five also a lot of things are going to be going down in five And, uh, if you're, if you are a subscriber of the Patreon, uh, one, thank you. And two, you might have heard Matt and I's opinions on uh spider geddon uh when we were talking about the b books the the back half of the b books we kind of uh uh that that was that was our first take on our opinions on the spider geddon series at large and here we are on the regular show about to lean into them so that that's about it was was there is there any other lead up you wanted to throw in matt before we dive straight into this
1: Yeah, I I wanted to, like, if you remember the first one of these, I believed in the promise of Spider-Gen. I was excited, I was staying positive, despite uh, feeling that I've had event fatigue for the past 10 years of my comic collecting life. (laughs) Um, And I just thought, you know, if they are able to pull off some of the fun things they did in Spider-Verse just different that's all i needed to enjoy this i i mean i purposely set my bar to something i thought was definitively achievable just give us some fun comics that do their own thing taking advantage of this weird moment in time you created for yourself we got two issues of that throughout this entire event which was the vault of spiders so yeah i don't know but uh, on to spider gun proper
0: yeah on Spider-Geddon proper, which was based on a story by Dan Slott. And the fourth issue was written by Christos Gage, penciled by Jorge Molina and Carlo Bar- uh, Barberi, inked by Jay Leaston, uh and Jose Marzen Jr. Ooh, number five was penciled by uh, Jorge Molina, Carlo Barberi, Stefano C- uh, Caselli, and Joey Vasquez, and inked by Jay Leaston, Jose Mar- uh, Marzan Jr., Stefano caselli and joey valquez both were colored by david curiel and lettered by travis lanham so we we threw on a f- two more pencilers and two more inkers for the f- last issue and eh, it shows it's not it's not That's like a gentle a transition
1: sort of thing in the credits where like they start tacking on kind of the back end of the art team you're like something mm-hmm.
0: something yep 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 it's it's never a good sign. Um, but yeah. So so jumping into four, you know, kind of like what Matt and I were saying, it's a lot of things happen, and you don't like we don't really know what this means. So, you know, we, we end we find out before the series has even really got off the uh off off the ground that the Spider Force team uh failed their mission. Uh, dialogue in four. Yeah, dialogue for and floor implies they're all dead except um, for uh, Spider Woman who's captured.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, ditched that weird yellow suit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, um, you know, Solus gets revived. Uh, you get you get like a few interesting moments. Like there's the panel where this the PlayStation Four Spider Man who gets a lot of lip service in this in this issue in particular. You know, approaches the renew your vows. Mary Jane and she's like stops or she doesn't stop him. It's it's the renew your vows. Peter stops him and says like a lot of Peters have already come up and asked like how we made this work and and so and like it, that was that was a cool little scene and and more of what you and I both want out of this series is just these different iterations with the characters talking to themselves and really kind of like playing with the differences in these universes like. In the Sony Sony PlayStation Four Spider Man, whatever you want to call it, um, you know he and MJ have a rocky but like positive relationship. So it's it's it'd be it's interesting to see him come up and approach like a, a Mary Jane that's not only married to to Peter, but they they have like combined forces. Like they're they're both doing the Spider Man Spider Woman spinnerets whatever thing, and so like. More of that, more of that, more of that. We, we wanted more of that, but we, a, a good portion, portion of four seems to be more concerned with setting up the, the Solace stuff, uh, setting up Spider-Man and Spider-Norman as a threat, which doesn't really play out in Spider-Geddon, so I'm only assuming that's going to be popping up in the Superior Spider-Man spinoff of this. Um, so you get a lot of a lot of work on that, um, and and that that's really about it. I mean the 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 big takeaway for the last or for four is that the Enigma Force shows back up, and Doc, Doc Ock seemingly sacrifices uh, Ben Riley uh, as some sort of Trojan horse or something. But
1: saying he's even a. Trojan Horse, I don't, it just fell a little off to me, because the, the play that you see in Spider-Man 5 kind of near the top of it is that because he spent all this time as the Jackal uh, being reincarnated and killed in basically the same manner that the Inheritors are doing to themselves, he has this fear of death that triggers something in them. I didn't fully understand how that was supposed to work, though. Oh,
0: gosh. Yeah, like, it, it, it I, I got lost in the sauce of that particular thing, too. Uh, so, like... I. Uh...
1: Yeah, I so um, that part. Didn't... Well, I, I
0: think I think what it was was that like his his soul was tainted or or something, and so like by like absorbing him, they they like absorbed some of that that taint and and that like um yeah not, because not necessarily, their souls but,
1: aren't tainted though like... yeah
0: like it's weird and like again like it 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 just kind of spits in the face of all of what Peter David was doing in this because eventually well... it's. So, so the, the the one of the big plot elements in that Peter David, uh, Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider was that uh, every time he gets reincarnated, his like soul fractures more and more and more, and if he dies one more time it, it, it he's basically going to become irredeemable like it, like his soul will be just completely fractured and com- destroyed and corrupted and he ends that series like dying an again and coming back to life and then like it's and then he's like well i tried to be good now i'm going to be bad and then spider Geddon completely 180s that and he's like no no i'm going to be good to the point where i'm going to sacrifice myself because i'm no longer afraid of dying Despite the fact that he was terrified of dying through that entire series. And then somehow dying and coming back to life brings him back to, I think, factory defaults is the exact term they used. It is. And so.
1: Well, what's weird to me about that is if they played on the Peter David thing that was set up and that my soul is fractured and if I die... Like, making it in this world where people bounce back all the time, actually have some weight to him sacrificing himself, even though we know he's going to be back, apparently, like, in an issue. He could have put some weight on his sacrifice, but then by him sacrificing himself in that way, it cleans the slate. You, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, if they just played up the angle of the entire series that we went through instead of where we left him before the series, because that's, I guess, where the editor remembered? I don't, I don't know.
0: Like, yeah, I, I don't want to sound like I'm nitpicking or whatever, like, but, like, at, at the same at the same hand, this isn't, like, deep dive into continuity and, like, uh-uh-uh, you don't remember this throwaway line from, from, like, Spider-Man Super Spectacular number 12 from, like, which was a KB Toys exclusive and two or like 1992 like no this was no this is a comic that came out in like what october <laughs> like. like well, and also
1: it was the entire series in a lot of way like that was yeah like, like, like this was, was entire, like the, yeah
0: mm. so like it, it's, it's just frustrating that like the whole arc of the character is completely discarded because it didn't fit what like Gauge slash slot planned for this? Like, I mean, if you're going to be writing in, in Marvel, which has had a shared continuity from the 60s, like, part of that is playing well with others, and, like, if someone's someone changed out you know the the accessories on the ben riley toy you don't like immediately come over and just pretend like he still has the laser sword you know like
1: right i mean i see what you're saying there i do i guess i normally want to give leeway to this kind of thing like we're going to be talking about this when we get around to talking about the miles morales number one issue um because there's some continuity play there but here i guess my problem is is there's continuity that was more accessible that naturally lended itself to be more dramatic to the story and they glazed over it which just makes it all the more mind-boggling
0: right well i mean we've we've been hitting on this ben riley note for a while and i'm gonna be honest i'm pretty sure you and i are the only ones who really truly care that much about (laughs) ben riley in the year of our lord 2019 Uh. now happy new year's to you guys because we're definitely recording this new year's day at like noon i don't know about you matt but i'm a little hungover so (laughs) All right. Well, and so anyway, um, let's just, let's just move on. Actually, no, no, I don't want to move on to the end yet because I want to talk about Captain Universe Miles.
1: Yeah. I, that was uh, a moment. Definitely.
0: OK, so I had I had two reactions to this. So Captain Universe Miles is like, OK, that's cool. And then, of course, he hits him with a venom blast and it looks like it's all over. And I about like flip the table, because if you've read any Miles Morales story, it ends with him going, yeah, venom blast time. We've hit page 20. Time to wrap this bad boy up. Which and yes, yeah. And, and so like I thought that was going to be like just a huge anticlimactic like of course that's how they did it but then he picks up the Leopoldon sword I'm like okay I'm back on board like I, I'm, I'm I'm here again um, you know uh, taking like taking him down with just the Venom Blast would have been so anticlimactic but the fact that he actually uses the giant robot sword which is something that they've been setting up since the first issue mm-hmm. or maybe it was the second one where, where Doc Ock is like why don't you just lead with the Insta Gibbs sword and like and so like it was it, it was really smart st- storytelling they've been weaving throughout this whole thing like use the giant sword it's awesome and it actually works and so and like so like that was a great moment um and so like when i when there are good moments like this i want to point them out and like I, I like so like i have like something positive to say so i don't sound like i'm just hating this for the sake of hating like I, I, like there's good stuff in here and that like that scene in particular was like one of my favorite ones to come out out, like this year <laughs> well
1: the other thing i really like about that scene is it conflates miles you know, venom sting with that sword both of them are the insta things both of them are what you should lead with like it's it's me it's really putting the fact that that thing for miles is that trope in comic book form like it really made me think about it and how kind of corny it is in that way but also kind of lovable and i'm really hoping that now that they have this kind of metatextual commentary on they changed that about miles going forward to make the storytelling a little more dynamic but it was it was this really good conflation in my mind i don't
0: know no it it was good and uh so you know in that we also see that kane survived um hooray you know yeah hooray uh we get the first canon appearance of spider cop from the video game in the background um we get the 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 girls of spider the spider girls show up in like this uh saint sentai armor because you know once again we're just obscure uh, we're referencing obscure japanese animation um but uh
1: well the other moment i really liked was the confrontation between um, video game spider-man and superior spider-man where you have that moment of him realizing like oh no awk is bad kind of again and i just Mm -hmm. there's some weight on that that was interesting but i also felt like this doesn't necessarily carry the weight if you haven't finished the video game
0: yeah it's a lot of that arc kind of leans on the idea that like you've played and and completed this video game which I don't think is super fair because okay so if you have a PlayStation then like yeah it's it's an investment that you assume that you're going to make because like you you have a game you have a game console you're going to bake plight you know buy games for it but if you don't have a playstation then that's assuming that you're going to be dropping like what like about four hundred and fifty dollars to to get like this story between buying a playstation and buying the game itself like uh they know let's plays exist uh yeah that's true i think like half my friends who've talked to me about this game like just watched all the cutscenes on youtube which uh, you know we haven't really done a section on or an episode on the game itself because i felt like dan was covering that on the main show pretty well but uh, i feel like watching the the cutscenes is like a decent way to take in that game but anyway um so let's talk about the ending now unless there was anything else you wanted to talk about uh before that I'm
1: good. Okay. <laughs> okay, there's one more thing I want to talk
0: about. Sorry. All right. All right, lay it on me.
1: Um there's the bit where the spider girls come in and there's this whole bit about I'm the pattern maker.
0: Yeah, well
1: which is something that's dropped in the last moment of that mini. So she just kind of comes in, makes this armor, and suddenly they're they're power rangered, like you said, Sentai. Yeah. And um it just didn't I, I didn't quite follow that, I guess. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, like, again, that was one of our complaints with Spider Girls was that, uh, you know, it, it, there was so much going on in that story that wasn't really relevant to either of the plots that you know, seemed to be a little bit more obvious. So we got this pattern weaver, and I think what I'm supposed to believe is that, like, she's going to be doing something to, like, restore the web of whatever, the web of MacGuffin. Um, Right. That that got destroyed at the beginning of of Spider Geddon. But, like, does that mean that she's no longer going to, like... I mean, is she going to be like Karn, where she just sits on Loom World the whole time, or... Or is she like it, like is this a, like a one off like boom I fixed it with like my magic superpowers or or what like it's it's not really explained or explored. There's no sp- like Web Warriors spinoff to really like tease out if anyone had any actual interest in this thing like we had with Spider with Spider Verse. Um, you also get the surprise ending that the MC two Peter Parker had, was the other the whole time which means he's back to life uh, whether that not that means he has his leg again uh, I mean if you were going by continuity he should but you know um,
1: yeah no it's a whole bungled thing and they're really like they really thrown that other bit at the end as well which was a lot to throw in for what exactly
0: I mean I, I think it's just to throw the mc2 fans all ten of them a bone I mean myself included um, so I say that with love Um <laughs> well like it was such an out of left field and something that really wasn't earned to kill off peter in that like it destroyed the whole setup of the whole thing like the whole setup of the mc2 spider girl thing is spider girl's relation or mayday's relationship with her parents and It'd be like trying to do renew your vows, but then, like, they got divorced. Like, well, and and MJ was written out, like, and and she got custody. So it's just Spider Man again. So it's like, well, yeah, what, we what's the point? What am I, I doing this? That. <laughs> God, yeah, you're right. Um, so I I can see why they did it. I mean, does this mean there's going to be another MC2 story? Like I don't know, maybe maybe 850 will have another five-page backup. Like, uh, you know, it it seems pretty much dependent on whether Tom DeFalco feels like ever doing one. Um or if Marvel thinks there's ever going to be an audience for it. Yeah, it's it was a weird thing to throw in, but it was also like a half panel they could toss in and be like, all right, you guys don't have to worry about this ever again. Because, you know, the, the Spider-Girl fans were pretty vocal. I mean, they, they, by pure power of writing in and complaining, they were able to get the series to, like, revive once or twice. <laughs> um,
1: right. Yeah, no. I'm curious. I'm kind of hoping that something comes of that because I feel like there's all this kind of energy now coming off of Spider geddon Like there should be a book for some of this somewhere.
0: But yeah, well, yeah, no. I you know, like we had that with Spider Verse. We had the Web Warriors spinoff, uh, and it kind of continued some of that energy. Um, but we don't have that here. Right? I mean, unless it's like a secret solicit that I somehow missed. Uh, Which, you know, I've been I've I've been known to do Um, so like, but you're right. It, It seems very strange that we don't even have like the Omega issue like we occasionally get for these spider events.
1: Right. So speaking of tired, that was the other moment that really stuck out to me was R. Peter's introduction into this book, which is on the back half of the last issue, where Miles just venom struck. And then Peter walks up, you know, bandana kind of looking mask thrown with like a bullet. Bandolier. Bandolier. That's a word. All right. Um
0: the correct word
1: <laughs> never heard it before uh and in miles is like what mad max world did you step out of no i'm your peter what like is it trusting me that they made miles as thrown off by this as i would have been because it's it just feels wrong
0: uh yeah i mean it's it's a weird look for him but uh it was it was a way to visually differentiate him from the renew your vow spider-man um um, yeah yeah you're rolling your eyes but let's be real and i don't know like uh, yeah peter kind of showed up out of no- or 616 peter showed up out of nowhere and it was eh. but uh what i really want to talk about is this whole baby thing um this is a truly bizarre way to end this series um so like so we understand that the morelands were never actually Bad. Right. It was because their dad put in their genes the need to eat people. And so they gene therapied out that and then turned them into babies. And now they're going to give them to Aunt May. And. She's gonna raise them, and they're gonna be four teenagers with attitude, um, and raised in New York off wheat cakes and pizza. So, I'm what I'm really looking for is teenage mutant vampire turtles, or ninja vampires rather. Um, in 2021, this is this this is the Spider series I want to read. Um, you know, this is the crossover no one asked for. I- <laughs>
1: Well, what hits me doubly hilarious about this is it's another big M supervillain turned into a baby. Eventually, they're going to be mad about it like Magneto was during the (laughs) 90s about being turned into a baby. I just, yeah, this is truly bizarre.
0: Yeah, I mean, like ultimately, I actually like this ending better than the Spider Versus ending. That's fair. Like, um, thematically, the idea of like Doc Ock being gung ho about giving people second chances and wiping slate clean the slate clean. I'm like, okay, I can I can understand that. You know, it doesn't really track exactly with how superior spider-verse worked or you know or the the superior octopus or the his characterization during secret empire or anything but 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 if we're using this as kind of like a backdoor extended pilot for superior octopus spider-man the 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 ongoing starting last week um then like okay sure that that that, that's a cool jumping off point and a cool way to show this show the characters um ideals in action rather than just telling us that oh i'm i'm good now which was a huge problem i had with superior spider-man the original was just that like Oh, I'm good now. Like I, like I'm, I'm still going to be like blowing away people and like punching off jaws, but I'm a good guy now. Uh, and, and that was kind of the the p- part of the point of Superior was that Otto was trying to convince himself he was good. But I'm I'm going off on a tangent now. Well, Um,
1: no, I think you're hitting on something really interesting here, mm -hmm. that this ending would have made more sense for Spider-Verse than this one, and that's that's odd but interesting, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. But, you know, oh well. Um, Yeah. At least also with them as now good-aligned babies... We're not gonna like for one spider getting the 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 regeddening happens. I, I'm assuming whenever Enter the Spider Verse two starts coming to close to theaters, maybe we won't have them facing the Morlins. Maybe they'll they'll be finding something more interesting, or like at babies. least something that <laughs> the Moreland babies. Oh man, X babies versus Moreland babies. Get ready. Uh. <laughs> no, and then
1: all the Spider Men's and Women's will have to turn into babies to fight them. Okay.
0: Oh, here we go, man! Oh gosh, we, oh, I think we're sitting on a pile of money right here. <laughs> just Click, let's just like cut out this audio, so no one steals our, event, our our idea, and just start writing to Marvel. Like we have pitched this series, um, you know, we, we'll take a small licensing fee, and we'll, we'll and you know. <laughs> You know, it was just a rounding error for a company like Disney. <laughs> um, uh.
1: Yeah, so after all this, what got me and, like, where I could have left on a bit of a higher note, this thing just had to punch on the last panel with well-forgotten-about Norman Osborne Spider-Man. <laughs> like, oh, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And, like, uh, why? Like... It's just proof that there's too much thrown into this. They couldn't cover it. And now they have this huge dangling thread that nobody asked for. And it was completely obvious. And why?
0: I mean, I, I'm assuming that it's for the Superior Octop... Is it Superior Spider-Man or Superior Octopus? I can never remember which well, one.
1: Well, Superior Octopus would be better, but it's Superior Spider-Man because it sells better.
0: Okay. Well, I'm assuming it was setting him up as a villain for that. But now that we're talking about it now, it could be... S- setting up the next spider crossover you know whenever we have that where we've got the norman spider um yeah you know it could be one way it could be the other but um i didn't hate that you know it, it i actually did not hate this last issue I, i'm it might have been because i was riding high off of into the spider verse when i read this but like i didn't hate this i i, th- I thought as as far as endings go. Uh, this, this managed to handle most everything in an acceptable fashion. Um, you know, if you listened again to that Patreon episode, uh, want to get, once again, thank you for donating to our Patreon. Uh, Matt and I were really hard on those, uh, B-bucks. B titles and how they ended. And, we're, and I, th- I think I kept mentioning, like, I don't understand. I don't know how all, all of this stuff is going to get tied up into a neat little bow in a single, issue that's only a regular sized issue. am not saying that everything got tied together in a neat little bow but I also feel like none of it fell flat on its face.
1: Well, So it's interesting to bring that up because I feel like all the elements that really didn't light in this last issue were tied to the B-Books. You had the Spider-Girls thing in here. Despite liking most of the Spider-Girls that element, that tie-through to here is the part I don't like because it just felt so out of nowhere. Um, I didn't like the Peter Parker thing going on throughout this event. That was brought up here same story uh the spider force thing like like we said at the beginning like it was just kind of like they failed and uh, like it didn't really seem to change much of anything since the plan became so different by the end anyways and so the tie-ins like felt like the weakest part of this event and that kind of played through. Whereas this issue is able to move on from it, uh it still, yeah, I don't know. It, it it still makes it so the bulk of this event wasn't particularly
0: fun. Yeah. Well I'll I'll agree with that, but uh, I still want to say that I think this went out on a positive note rather than like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, man, I can't wait for the next spider universe, Um, you know, but like, uh, I'm not, I'm not completely like down on the idea. Like I've accepted that it's an inevitability that we're going to get another one of these and like, I'll probably buy all of them again. Like, you know, it's just like, I'm on the hook. Like I, I, I've casually accepted my fate. Um.
1: (laughs) Well, what hits me at the end of this was I remember a while back, people are discussing a lot about DC Comics versus Marvel, and at the time, DC had a lot more of the multiverse stuff going on, and Marvel had significantly less, while the Ultimate Universe may have the occasional moment of crossover. It was still its own deal, and that's more where Marvel was at that time. And the conversation was kind of like, well, having these iterations of the characters is good and healthy and allows you to explore different avenues that you can't necessarily when you're doing your month-to-month book. But when you start playing all that continuity in on itself it's kind of this Erebos you know eats itself kind of deal where it's too much to contend with or is it is it more fun to bump it up and let the continuity slide to just have these iterations bump off of each other and really explore the character or um, is it really better to keep it separate so that you don't have this gnawing thing so if you ever go back to exploring those other characters that they didn't also then meet the one they were based off of essentially that sort of idea i i don't know if you've run into any talk about like multiverse and comics and how it ultimately affects all the characters in bizarre ways
0: you know i haven't but that sounds interesting so maybe maybe i'll look into it
1: but i guess my question to you is after spider geddon do you think we've explored really or learned anything about what it means to be spider-man on any sort of deeper level
0: no no because like and that was never seeming to be a focus of this event like this event seemed to be focused not on exploring spider-man and like or or the character or what it means for that character but exploring nothing like it it was just a blockbuster movie is what this was like this, this was just like supposed to be like popcorn filler uh you know if you read the editor note at the end it says that it was They wanted to do uh, an event that focused on Miles and Gwen and Otto. But I I felt like, I mean, except for this last issue, which, you know, kind of had Otto be like, oh, no, we need to give people second chances. That's what I'm about now. You know, I I thought that was interesting. and I thought that was uh, was a good exploration, not an exploration, but a good thesis statement for the character. But none of that was really explored or challenged in any way. Uh, same thing with Miles, and, like, I-, I think part of that was just to give, uh, you know, the character a little bit room to establish what they want to establish for his new run on his new number one, and to, you know, kind of whet everyone's appetite for that, but as far as, you know, exploring the character or... Or doing you know anything interesting as far as motivations or or that sort of thing no no i mean this this didn't really start to set up to that i don't don't think there was really a goal when they were writing it so uh untold all right well is it was there was there anything you wanted to add like did, did you have anything
1: well yeah i guess you hit on a lot of it like spider again really just feel like it felt like it happened whereas to me spider-verse was like this celebration and exploration of what spider-man has been throughout the years and so there's a little more love and care put into it maybe a little more meaning just kind of thrown onto it for that here not so much so yeah i'm curious to see how everything plays out but i'm hoping we don't get something like this anytime soon and we can kind of maybe go back to more where uh spider-man comics tend to be a bit more successful on the streets
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm definitely definitely okay with shelving this idea for a while like i'm not i'm not averse to, like i said i'm not averse to going back to it eventually but i, I think this is a well that uh they they should leave alone for a little bit. Yeah. Alright, well, um, thank you everyone for for listening to our long rambling thoughts on the Spider-Geddon. Uh if you guys want to hear even more long rambling thoughts about Spider-Man, you can always hit up our Patreon. $1 a month gets you into that VIP channel. Uh $3.99 a month gets you our bonus episodes where we talk about the B titles. Uh so we're gonna be talking about Superior Spider-Man, Miles Morales spider or spider gwen ghost spider and venom Uh, i think those are and friendly neighborhood Uh, those are going to be all the b titles that are we're going to be doing going into 2019 we'll see um yeah yeah matt was really cool on uh the first three issues of spider gwen so we'll see i I, i'm sticking with it um but well i mean we'll see um, and then, of course, you also get Dan and Mark's bonus content with that three dollars and ninety nine cents uh, Patreon. Of,
1: you should all check out Dan and Mark's uh, most recent, as of the time of recording this episode, of the top ten Stan Lee Spider Man issues. It was a great rundown and gave me some comics to go read because I haven't read all those yet.
0: <laughs> oh, you fool! I read all of them. Also, that, yeah, that that's that's on their their regular show. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh. It, If you guys want to follow the show give us give us a like on twitter that that's how you do things on twitter right it's at untold talks spmn if you want to give us an email you can always email the show untoldtalksofspiderman at gmail.com and uh yeah we had
1: to take down our venom tumblr account with all the changes so that's gone (laughs)
0: uh well hmm. oh well uh so until matt transforms me into a little baby make mine untold